investi besties, investing can sometimes seem pretty overwhelming, right? With all the news about inflation, interest rates, and just how everything seems so much less affordable nowadays. It just seems more frustrating when it comes to building that wealth nest. That's why our friends at Moby have your back. Moby is this incredible new app built by a team of former Morgan Stanley investors that are making financial education as simple as browsing a social feed. Moby will create for you a jargon-free update on what's happening in the financial markets every day of the week while giving you hand-picked stocks that cater to how you want to be investing. The best part, the team has consistently beaten the S&P 500 by over 11.9% for the past four years. A very important topic for our generation nowadays is how to get wealthy in an economy broken for young people. The most simple, understandable way for anybody, young or old, to start building their wealth for themselves starts with building confidence in how you invest, and so if you're ready to build your confidence in your investing, you can earn more money with Moby while spending less time, energy, and money on doing so. Join over 5 million people investing smarter, happier, and safer with Moby, the jargon-free app on where you should be investing and what companies you should be considering for your portfolio. Sign up for Moby Premium today by using the GTI code in the episode description box, and you can get a full year of Moby Premium for just $8.25 a month. Remember, just click on the link in the description to get started today. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Business, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kia ora, Sim. Hello. I am good. I'm feeling a little tired. I just started my new mahi, my new job as a health professional girly. So my first proper job within the health industry or the health system in Aotearoa in New Zealand. So I'm learning a lot, but I am also tired. So yes. I think it's also maybe worth mentioning that Maya and I went to a show over the weekend, which turned into a little bit of a big weekend, if we can say I that. I think 100%. A little bit of not a lot of sleep yep. kind of weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's giving multiple days. It's giving, oh, we're 26 and 27 now. Yes. My body hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and now I know last week we did speak on the idea of sort of, you know, digital versus physical products and why one is perhaps better than the other. But this week I wanted to speak on like coming up with digital products and things that we can use, whether you own a business and you're looking to expand or whether you have like, you know, no idea where to begin, but you've decided based off last week's episode, like, no, I definitely want to do digital products. And we'll do a whole like physical products episode at a later part of the show. But I'm very excited because it truly is, in my opinion, starting a digital company, a company that has products that are online, it has low overhead, it is extremely low barrier to entry, and it has completely technically unlimited amounts of potential and people that can come across it and it can be evergreen time and time again and you're only putting in a lot of effort at the start so high energy low cost for eventually 
lots of profit and low upkeep. Can you explain how there's high cost at the beginning and or high energy at the beginning and low cost throughout the remainder? Like, what do you mean by that? Of course. So when you get started with a business that has digital products, at the start, you're going to have to, maybe it might be easier for me to explain like what digital products can be. These can be things like eBooks. They can be things like courses. They can be online coaching that is pre-recorded. It can be something as simple as like Excel templates, like budget templates, like it can be anything. And so you can imagine that you have to make this thing once and you have to make it well once. So like a really good budget template or a really good course or a extremely highly like well-designed ebook. And so that's a lot of energy at the start. But once it's made, you only need to, you know, maybe revisit it every couple of months and just make some tweaks and improve it as more information comes down the line. Oh, so it wouldn't be something like one-on-one coaching? No. So a digital-based product is like a a product is something you can just sell and the other person has it and then that's just the exchange. Whereas as online coaching would not fall under digital-based products. They would just be like online services. Oh, Okay. All right. And so mm-hmm. what digital products does GTI have? Well, we have our, a lot of our free ones. So it's like the free social media, the free podcast, which you're listening to now. And these are things that we, you know, do once. We, we record the episode once. It gets edited. It gets uploaded. And that's, you know, we have to sit down and, and organize, like making them and all the content that we have. So that's a lot of energy at the start, but it means it will be around forever and people that listen and get value from it. So those are the free things that we do. And then our one single, like only paid digital product is our course that mm-hmm. we do. And the course that we do is a lot of energy, like at the start for the six weeks that we do it and during the six weeks. But afterwards, you know, It's available for people once the six weeks are finished. They can watch it whenever they want and it will always be there. And so it's low maintenance and it's just, you know, answering any questions that someone still might have. Right. So can people still access those services? Well, that product, not service, for as long as the product is available or online? Yes, we do like lifetime access and it's actually quite easy with any digital-based product like giving lifetime access is not something that takes too much out of you and it you know then provides the customer or the community member a huge load of value because life gets busy we don't always get time to do the course in the moment or if it's like a book you don't always get time to finish it you know straight away and you can download it and have it sitting there and it's just so much easier like honestly my advice to every business owner, whenever I chat with them, they're like, oh, I don't know what to do next or that. I'm like, make a course. Honestly, mm. it is so fun. It is so life-changing. And it's just like another offer that you can have. Like if you're a digital marketing agency, mm-hmm. I was speaking to someone that owns a digital marketing agency and they were saying, well, look, we've actually lost like a large chunk of our clients. Like people aren't paying for digital market agencies right now. Marketing is not a huge spend Mm -hmm. that companies have during this recession. And I was like, well, then to me, that sounds like people are dropping off because they'd rather just do it themselves to save costs. Why not offer them like a social media marketing course for them to help like manage their own companies during this time? And then when they can get back into it and they can afford a proper like, you know, marketing service, they'll come back. And then that way you've got an extra stream of revenue like 
I just ah, am the biggest advocate for it. That is so smart. It's just kind of providing information that is low maintenance for people over time. Yes. So that's the idea. Oh, nice. So are digital products more cost effective than physical products? They are lower cost. And if you think about it, like let's say you're someone that wants to sell, let's say collagen. You're like you want to start a collagen company. You want to sell like collagen that can be shipped off. Well, now you've got to make the collagen. You've got to get it manufactured. You've got to pay for the labor costs involved in that. You have to pay for the shipping costs. You have to think about the marketing costs. And you might be thinking, well, Simran, I have to think about marketing for a digital product as well. Yes, that is true. But all of these other costs associated with a physical product get minimized significantly with a digital product because you just have to make it once. Like you just have to, if you can't do it yourself, you just have to pay someone once to do it. You just have to get a ghostwriter to write your ebook once if that's, you know, the way that you want to do it if you don't have the time. And so you've got lower cost and then you've also got a much higher profit margin because let's say a collagen product is like $20 and let's say your ebook is also $20. Mm -hmm. The collagen can that someone's buying from you, maybe out of that $20, only $7 of that is profit. And then that profit is split if they buy it from like a retailer, like Pack and Save in New Zealand or Target in the US. That retailer will be like, okay, for everyone you sell, we're going to take $4. So you really make $3 off each can. But if you have a digital product and that's an ebook and we're looking at you know, maybe the cost of the website, the cost of your time, the cost of marketing it, that's maybe like $4 altogether. And so you're making a $16 profit per ebook sale. So that's the benefit. Now you might be thinking, okay, well then what are the downsides? Mm -hmm. And I do want to chat about them. But before we do, do you have any questions so far about the pros? Not necessarily pros, but I am trying to think of what would some examples be for people so they have a solid understanding of what a digital product could be absolutely the most recent digital product i bought was a it was from etsy mm-hmm. etsy is a great place to find digital products that do well so things that you can download and put onto your ipad and have as like planners um have as diaries habit trackers like pdfs that you can reuse are very common same with budget makers budget like scheduled planners on excel and so i bought a diary that has like a a, just one single page and so every day i start with it i like fill out the page of like what i want to achieve today who i need a message back to today three things that are boring that i need to get done if i get them done what is my reward for the day And the beauty of it is I like write it out on my iPad with a stylus and at the end of the day I can like scribble it out and start again and the benefit of it is I'm not wasting paper, which I love. But then I'm also just having this like really great resource that sure I could maybe have made myself on Canva like really poorly with like my average Canva skills or I could like support a business and buy it off them. And so that person who maybe sells this for like $20 If 100 people buy this, that's like $2,000 that she's made off this. Mm. Digital products can be something literally as simple as a to-do list that someone can use 
forever and ever to a six-week masterclass course. So it doesn't have to be, I initially thought it'd be kind of more so just for courses and teaching. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's really good that we've like hashed it out. But yeah, if I could give you like digital product ideas all in all, they are things like online books. They are things like courses. They are things like PDF downloads, like activity sheets for children, home management checklists, resume templates. They can be membership sites. They can be software, even mobile apps, even like video and stock footage. Like some people will create videos and photos. They're just stock. So it means that it can be used by anyone. And if you want them, you can buy it off this website. There's many websites out there and then the photographers get like a royalty fee from it. Same with music and audio, same with like graphics and digital art. And so there's so many options and the beauty of all of them is that they're made once and they can be bought an infinite amount of times. Mm. So it's not similar to like a physical product where you can only physically like house, say a thousand dresses or t-shirts in your house and that's kind of the capacity that you have and your time for the day you only have x amount whereas a digital based product you're not physically spending your entire day taking up storage to house these products Mm -hmm. absolutely oh perfect and how do you promote them just like normal physical products Well, I guess when it comes down to marketing your products, you've got to think about where and how. And the benefit of digital products is that you can still market them like physical products. I know we kind of spoke about this in the last episode, but the idea is that, for example, if you go on TikTok and type in like Etsy, E-T-S-Y planner, you will see hundreds of videos of people with their like very aesthetic iPads. Like Sonia would love this kind of content, (laughs) like very aesthetic iPads doing their like daily checklist and to do's. And there's all these comments of people being like, wow, I love this. This is fantastic. Like, where can I get this checklist? And then the poster would be like, oh, this is my online website where you can get the same, you know, checklist of how I do my like I don't know workout routine or cleaning routine or this is how I plan my day or these are my diary prompts that I use and so it truly is like a million niches and a million uses and if you have a business and you're in the business of helping people there's something you can do for your community that is going to one assist them but also add additional like cash back into the business Mm. I really like how you phrased that for you're wanting to help people there is a way that you can do that through a digital product that's low maintenance and cost effective do you feel like the idea of having a digital product as someone that like is thinking of starting a business, does it come across as less intimidating than a physical one or more intimidating? Definitely less intimidating, but I think because maybe it's not as common as a physical product, there's perhaps less information about it. Like it's not as familiar where I don't feel like as confident about it. Do you know what I mean? 
I think the best way to get familiar with it would be think of something that you use. Like I use someone that writes because this is this used to be me. I would just write post-it notes of everything I needed to do that mm-hmm. day. And then I was like, this is a waste. And so if I go on Etsy and just type in like to-do list tracker or let's say I want a habit track. And do you remember for a while we like made – at the start of the year, Maya and I were so keen to like get good with our habits. We like made this tracker with both of us and a third friend. And we were like, we're going to track like all our good habits for the year. We're going to be so amazing. And we like did not commit. Well, I don't know if you committed. I have not opened that tracker. No, I, I started it. it was, this was all on Google Docs. I started it and then I was like, okay, no, this is all good. And then no one else was really active. And then I was like, okay. Oh. And then I think the other week I was clearing out my Google Docs because I didn't have any storage left. I was like, I'm deleting that. We're not we're not gonna use it. <laughs> Maya was like, Simran has not even like put in one single habit. She doesn't get the doc anymore. Delete the doc. I mean, I think also to start off with, like, are we actually really gonna use Google Docs as our like check off to-do list every day? No. But we were you know what, we had such high hopes and i i'm really proud of us for thinking we could yeah exactly and so someone like that someone like myself might go well i'm not really good at that but i could get like a habit tracker off etsy and so if you type in like etsy habit tracker then you can see all these examples and what i love about it is there's so many reviews and you can kind of get a sense of like what do people like what are people buying And therefore, how can I apply this to my niche or what I offer? Because we're not looking to copy styles, but we're looking to go, okay, well, the things that I do that are pain points, maybe someone else hasn't made something like that for people like me. So I'm sure there was someone, there was someone that could not make a nice habit tracker, wouldn't stick to their habits or wouldn't like stick to their like, you know, drink three glasses of water each day. Like, I guess it's like six. And so they decided to make one, sell it, and it did well. And they've made a lot of money from it. And so that hopefully answers that question. Yes. And you can also get ideas or gain a better understanding of examples of a digital product through looking up your niche. Yeah, looking up your niche, like even on TikTok, if you type in like health digital products. Mm Mm-hmm. You'll come up, because I know that's like what you're interested, it will come up with things that you have never even thought of, which will then inspire newer ideas off the back of that. And I think like we really do live in a world where if we want to do it, it is there. It's just we don't know what to look for sometimes because there's so much information. But starting to look at what other people have done well in the digital product space in your niche in whatever industry you're interested in is such a good way to begin okay sim so we talked a lot about the pros what are the cons the cons of digital products is well there's a few i think the first concern is that you need to have a high level of trust before you offer digital products because there are so many sort of scammy digital product businesses out there and what I mean by that is you can sort of tell like someone will make a brand it'll be like less than a year old or a few weeks old and they'll be like offering and selling things that either they like maybe don't have the I don't want to say authority because that's not like a nice way. That's very like gatekeepy. But they maybe like are selling things that they don't have the skill set for or the credibility for. 
And so it can come across like honestly like quite scammy. So you've got to be careful and walk a very thin line because you could start to create a very amazing, fantastic brand. But if you suddenly start putting out like multiple digital products and like really, I guess almost like taking advantage of that, you'll lose all your credibility very quickly. And it takes years to build trust and it can literally take five minutes to like lose it all. So that's one of the huge downsides of digital-based products. You don't want it to seem like a quick cash Uh, grab because for some people it is. Yeah. That's just something that I wouldn't have have thought of either. Like imagine if you're following a, a creator and you think they're fantastic and you think they're quite cool and they're kind of like, you know, up and coming. And you know that feeling when they're suddenly like, hey, guys, get 10% off like <laughs> HelloFresh and use my code. And you're like, oh. And on one hand, you're like, you know what? I understand they have to make their money. Like who am I? Like I'm getting free content from them. They should be paid. But on the other hand, you're like, can't feel or help but feel like are they becoming a sellout Mm -hmm. if they do this kind of stuff every single day like a a sponsored post a day or a sponsored video a day it is the exact same with digital products are they funneling out products for the sake of it or are they coming up with one offer that is really fantastic and high value doesn't have to be high cost but it's one thing that they do That's what GTI, I think, did well. We didn't come out and say, here's like 10 different things that you can do. We've been around for three years. We still only have one paid product. Hmm. So do you have kind of like a timeline you would suggest for people, say, building a community and maybe like after six or 12 months or 24 months, do you kind of have a timeline? In my personal opinion, I would not offer things for at least a year Mm. or until there was enough credibility. And that is a hard thing to measure. I think credibility can look like a few things. It can look like if, I don't know, a large news source has spoken about you and your work. It can look like if you have been invited to go and speak at events in your niche or you are already consulting brands in your niche but in saying that I don't think you need to have like achieved all of those things to offer a digital product I just think either a large following or credibility of some other alongside with a year of offering high quality good content is in my opinion and I, I know I might be wrong in some people's eyes but it's like I think it's the dues that you should pay mm. Like you should be providing a lot of free stuff before you start charging stuff. To build that that trust? Yeah, to build that trust and to make sure that people recognize that this is a genuine brand that's here for long term and it's not just, you know, an Instagram account for the sake of it, posts for the sake of it, and a course or, you know, an ebook for the sake mm, of it. I like that. What are the other cons? I think the other cons is that if you aren't very good with design, because it's a visual product, digital-based products are things that you look at. You don't often hear them. Sometimes you do. You obviously can't smell them. You can't touch them. It is just purely visual. The visuals have to be impeccable. And I think I've been lucky and I can say I've I've got like a little bit of a creativity bone in me, a little bit of a funny bone. Sorry, what do you mean a little bit? You made merch for the Indian feminist. What do you, how do I say this? I guess I feel comfortable with like making my own designs and products yes. and colors and, and like branding, but I know that it didn't always look very good. <laughs> and it's been like, 
a journey to get there and so sometimes if you have the money it is maybe better and if you know it's not your strong skill set it is better to do it once and do it right and hire someone to help you make it quite visually appealing because that leads me on to the third con of digital products if someone has one bad experience with your digital product they will never come back because this is a very highly trust-based transaction someone that has never met you that is not walking into a physical store with you that is giving basically a stranger their money through an online website is going to be putting a lot of trust in you. And if you under deliver what they were expecting, whether it's a poorly formatted design or it has typos or it has X, Y, Z, they're not going to be very happy. And I mean, we've experienced this with GTI. We had a copywriter for our very first course and it didn't work out so well. And we had like two or three people email us and go, Hey, I love the course. I get it's the first time you're doing this, but like, there were some typos and that was a little bit of a bother. And you really have one chance to make a good impression on people mm. because you're the stranger that they're buying from on the internet. Mm. And to make sure that their experience is the best experience so then they can let other people know and continue to buy other products from you. Absolutely. I think that in a nutshell explains main cons. Mm. Okay. And so I just have one more part. I just have one more question, Sim. And where can people start? Where can people start? If you're trying to create a product-based business, I'm going to assume that you have a community. You've done the steps that we've been learning about in the other episodes. Having a community, test it out. Make it, do it to the best of your ability. Decide what you want to make. I think eBooks are easier if you're a very wordy person I think courses are easier if you're a very like visual speaking person I think it just depends on understanding what it is that people are after and you might go well I actually don't even know what people want I would then take a step back even further put up an Instagram story and ask people hey how can I help you in xyz and take everyone's responses and then decide is this a course? Is this a book? Is this a template? Is this a digital product? It might not be. You might realize, well, actually, no, this is more of a one-on-one session that I can have with someone versus like a resume template. And so decide what it's going to look like, create it to the best of your ability, and then give it to five people for free. Let them give you honest feedback in return. Make it a little bit more refined and then release it to your community. Hmm. That was very helpful. Thank you, Sim. You know me. I'm always here to like spill every little secret about my work. Literally, and I love it because these are all of the kind of sticky little questions that I think people aren't necessarily able to ask uh, people in your position. So it's really cool that we're able to hear everything from you and ask you all of those little sticky questions. Oh, thank you. I was speaking to my accountant last week and he, we were joking because he was like sharing some numbers with me and he was like, yeah, look, I know you like share what I tell you online. <laughs> like you, and he was like, but what I'm about to show you now, this is actually confidential. So please don't put this online. <laughs> I think it was like some like bank financial numbers. And I was like, oh my God, I won't. But I was like, that's actually so funny. He's like, just to cover my bases, because I know you're transparent with your business. This is just for you. Yeah. Stop being too transparent. Like, 
<laughs> Something should be a secret, like your bank account details. I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Let me just allude to it in some kind of way. <laughs> now, if you're at the end of this episode and you're thinking, right, I can see myself having a digital-based product. I just do not know where to begin. I want you to take inventory of your life for the next week and try and look at what you do that's frustrating and if an online product would make that experience easier. Is it, gosh, I like hate meal prepping and I wish I had like a, a really simple template to help with that? Or is it, I really struggled this week with like trying to do my own budget. I wish there was a budget template, like whatever that looks like for you write it down and that might just be the starting point to your digital based business hmm. that's beautiful all right until next time maya Kakitesu. bye bye and as always to finish off with our disclaimer girls that invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs we are not financial advisors the advice from girls that invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision advice from girls that invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances always do your research and please use your due diligence